We here at Sports Best Friends want to begin each episode by acknowledging the Gadigal and Camaragal peoples, the traditional owners of the lands on which we record. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you all are listening, always was, always will be. of Sydney, Australia, comes two energetic Aussie commentators. Ben, aka Cardi B, is a budding expert in NBA collectibles and a longtime NBA fantasy sports winner. Big T is a rookie to the whole game, wanting to grow and learn over the season. Join them on their season of exploration here on Sports Best Friends, a member of Brooklyn Netscast Media. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NBA Fandom, a podcast as excited about the NBA as Andre Drummond is about rebounding against the Knicks. I'm T, Views of my own, I'm recording these views on the Patrick Zoom Ewing hotline and on the court with me waiting for tip-off, your boy and mine, Cardi B. You can find Cardi B on Instagram at? Cards from the bench. And on Twitter at? Cards bench, just to mess with you. <laughs> I'm Brooklyn Nets AUS. Uh, and I'd love to know how you're doing, sir. What's happening? Doing well this week, actually. It's been a good week. Uh, not as no, I'm. Uh, yeah, it's been a good week. We'll get into it from a basketball point of view. I really enjoyed this week, but uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's been good, mate. It's been good. Can I suggest to you that you you are you, you're going to be humble and say that you're old, but but I know you. You're not old. Your moustache makes it's grey, man. I had no idea your moustache was going to be that grey. Really grey, yeah. Uh, it's one of the things that uh, the one of the reasons that I don't have a beard and I shave regularly is because everything goes very grey wow. very quickly. So yeah, it's very grey. For those, uh, I'll put a photo up on on Twitter. You can see how how grey it is. Uh, it's good grey. Like it's it's salt and pepper grey. Like you got a good mix in there. It's not like an old man grey, but it's just greyer than I probably because you do it every year. So you already knew that it was going to come out salt and peppery. Actually, yeah, Sheffield. It's, okay. It's probably it's probably a little grayer than than previous years. So I don't know what's happened in the last twelve months. Haven't been working much. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> I've, I've just hit that retirement stage. But uh, you've had so much cocaine. It's now staining your mustache. <laughs> you've had so much time on your hands. Makes sense. Yeah, it's not it's not pretty. Um, but I've been dealing with gray 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 hair or the little hair that I've had since I was about twenty one <laughs> has always been gray. So <laughs> it's twenty years in the making, right? That's all good. And is that a card from the bench cap or is it another super cool? No, card? Suns cap today. Oh, it looks Suns rad. cap today. Yeah, this is uh, this is my this is a purchase that I made, my last Suns cap that I bought, which was over 12 months ago. But uh, it's it's a good one. It uh, goes with the colours. I like it. Seconds. Brian for the win. Well, talking of Suns, how did they go over this week? Mate, that's a big smile on my face. We are we are riding, we are riding a seven game winning streak. Oof. Uh, we had three in a row this week. That uh, I said last week that we needed to win, and 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 when we did, um, so yeah, it's been it's been a good week. Uh, yeah. We, I want to talk about I want to talk about streaks after this when we get into the next section. But um, yeah, for mm. us, so seven in a row, longest winning streak, uh, tied for the longest winning streak in the in basketball at the moment. Uh, and the and the best news is we haven't lost the game since we lost DeAndre Ayton, uh, so he's been out injured. Um, so we're undefeated with him gone, uh, and we've had a lot of our bench step up. And so we played the Kings first up. Um, we had Cam Campaign who comes in <laughs> as our Sorry. sixth man. He uh, he was twenty. He had twenty four points. Uh, we went on a thirty one to twelve run in the quarter in the third quarter and really kind of kicked away they came back it was actually really close to the end of the game it was one of those ones where if you would have lost you would have been really really frustrated <laughs> but we won that game so i was happy to move on uh then we played the blazers after that we had 30 we're up 13 at the half but uh the story of that game was frank the tank 
Uh, now, I'm not sure if you know of Frank Tank, but Frank, Frank Kaminsky, who played very little last year and this year has played pretty major minutes with DeAndre Aiden going down. Okay. Uh, but he had a career-high 31 points in that game. Everything he, everything he did just turned to gold. So Love those he, was, he, was, he was amazing. Um, and then JaVale McGee, who is our backup, uh, who is new this year. We didn't have him. He had 14 points and eight rebounds in 16 minutes. And so we basically got 45 points from the center position without Aiton there. Uh, and we won that against the Blazers. That one, that one, they think they got within six, but we won pretty comfortably in the end. I was never really worried. So. Can I just also say that I'm so glad that we have people who listen to this and, and give you feedback. Now, either that was an entire ruse to get to this episode so that you could throw out some of the most bullshit names and see if I'd pick it up. But but Spiley McGee or whatever that last game, that last guy's name was. JaVale McGee. That, that's not a real name. And the other is one. A real- and the other one, campaign. Come on, Cam- you are campaign. This is, this I'm, is, not, I'm not making this up, mate. This is the Phoenix. These are the Phoenix Suns. These are our, our beloved Phoenix Suns. I'm just thinking was. it wasn't April Fools because campaign <laughs> is obviously he's on the trail to win the next uh, the next thing, and yeah, and Spiley McGee. Anyway, keep Spiley going. McGee. Keep going with <laughs> your crazy names. Javale McGee is has been known in the league as like doing the, the dumbest shit throughout the league so there was like for years there was all like what is the crazy shit that he did this week and then i when he signed oh actually he went to the olympics he was in the u.s olympic team this year and i remember posting on our on our fantasy basketball chat saying what the hell why is this guy going to the olympics he actually played pretty well in the olympics although i didn't play much let's be fair uh but the us signing him, I was like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. What are we <laughs> signing him for? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this guy's this guy's won championships, right? He's he's been a he's been a sort of a bench bench player, and he comes in. He just plays with a lot of energy, and he's super long, and he's been really good. Uh, so I bought in in uh, in tribute to him, I bought a three dollar NBA Top Shot this week of a move that he put on. So he's he's I'm all in. I'm, yeah, I'm all in on the it, game, mate. Mm-hmm. So he was good. Uh, we then went to the Grizz and went went to Memphis and watched uh, played the Grizzlies. Um, and that was a, that was a pretty cruisy game, I must admit. We uh, we never really got even close. Uh, we we kicked away pretty early and um, everything was firing. Everyone was on. Um, we had seven guys in double figures. Um, no one really played a whole lot of minutes, um, and it was just a really good game. So. It's been a great week at 3-0. We've got the Houston Rockets next, who are the proud owners of a 10-game losing streak. Um, So if we lose to them, I will cry. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's happened before. Uh, We've got the Timberwolves after that and then two games against the Mavs. And I have a friend who lives in Dallas and who's a Mavs season ticket holder. Oh, great. There's always always, uh, like a side bet on, on those games. And I'm 4-0 and the last four games we've won um, against the Mavs. So hopefully you can keep that up. So that's it. That's it for the Suns this week. Uh, looking forward to the next couple of uh, four games next week and um, see where we end up. So You've just reminded me that I had a bet with someone and then I was supposed to start the podcast with how he told me to start. And I've just completely <sighs> blown it. Uh, I was supposed to say... The, the the tweet that he wanted me to read, this is what, I now remember why it was a problem. The tweet he wanted me to read was deleted by its owner. I want you to, it's, oh, it's not showing you, it's too thingy on the screen. Anyway, it's, oh, here we go. It says it was deleted by its owner and he said, hey, just read what they wrote. So it was a real problem for me, but essentially he wanted me to say that um they uh, the, the Bulls are the greatest, the Nets are shit. That's, that's, that's the crux of it. So congratulations on winning it better. <laughs> Uh, we can get into that game. We should we should talk about that game. Well, I'm going to do it now. And, <laughs> and to be fair, that was a terrible reading of it. So I want him to script something better, put it in the DMs, and I'll do a much better job next week, please. Uh, okay, so we had a game uh, against the Raptors. Uh, and I just wanted to quickly check before we keep going. You mentioned at the top of the season that they were your league pass team. You still feeling that same way about them now that they've... Because they're not going that well. Are you still interested in them? Uh, I, no, it was just more intrigued that they were my mm. league pass team. Um, I really... I really liked uh, that, like watching them as a team, just because they, I feel like it's the, it's like the the secondhand car where you put a lot of 
like good pieces on it, like, <laughs> but it's still a pretty shitbox car at the end of it. Right. Uh, and so they they were really interesting for me. Uh, I really like Scotty Barnes, the the rookie there. Watching him play, I think he's been awesome. Yeah. And then Siakam, but Siakam's been out, and he was back right. in that game actually against you guys. That was his season debut. He played pretty well. I just don't know what their team looks like. Mm. Um, but my favorite player on that team is Precious 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 Achua. And I'm not making that one up. You are either. making Precious, this is a made up Precious. name game. He he played for Nigeria in the uh, in the Olympics, and uh, me and my brother were talking about him uh, this week. But uh, so the, yeah, I still I'm still in on them. Um, but my league pass team, uh, it's hard not to watch Memphis and just for Ja Morant because yeah. he's so so amazing. So um, we're gonna get to I, them I, soon. If, I, yeah, if I see both of those guys, I get pretty excited. So those teams. So go, uh, go so Sorry. I'm just going to skip through them because I do want to talk about all of them, um, but I'll just just little snippets of each. At Worldwide Wob, who, who is a fantastic Twitter account, when I got into Twitter, Mario told me that this was another one you needed to get around. So Rob Perez, he said, watching this game continues to remind me Kevin Durant somehow got better after rupturing his Achilles. How? We ended up winning that game. It was close. Um in fact, the, the Toronto had it for, for periods of time up until halftime, but we kicked away in the third um, to end up winning 116-103. We then played Chicago, which is a fantastic game. And speaking of your brother, um, Backyard Burgess, he he very lovingly offered his league, no, not league life, uh, NBA league pass. Uh, league pass. Um, for me, if I ever wanted to use it, I, I said that was very kind of him, but no, but I did use it in this one because I had to be home uh, for, for a number of reasons without Littlest. And so I the game was at 12 p.m. on on Australian time, so it was it was excellent. I had no plans. Saw that it was on. Ordered immediately. Ordered hot dogs and and fried chicken to my house, and um and had an American had a very American lunch and watched that game, and I hated it. Hated every minute of it, like you should when you um are watching a team that you support not win. And they uh, it was a close game, but then they they fucking blew us out in the fourth quarter. So it was great to watch and great to be a part of and and to be reminded that I sincerely still. Go for this team, but I tweeted at the time. Uh, I decided I know that I decided I no longer like fourth quarters. And at TBOTB podcast, the bounce of the ball podcast, they said personally they've become uh, their favorite part of the game. And shout out to all the at Celtics and at Brooklyn Nets fans. And then did a winky emoji and and a hash bulls nation. So it's really great that he's being so so lovely in uh, in in defeat. So as I said, super close the whole time. But in the fourth quarter, they outscored us forty two seventeen. It was a fucking blowout. They- they went on a 30, 36 to 11 run. I was watching that game. That was that was insane. And DeRozan was amazing. Um, but, but the one that stood out for me, and I don't know if you it, how you feel about this, but Bruce Brown for the Nets played 31 minutes, had no points, no assists, and one rebound. I don't even know how that's physically possible to be on a floor for 31 minutes and do absolutely nothing. So, uh, yeah. But Durant had 38 points, so uh, made up for it, I suppose. But. Yeah. So Bruce Brown had a, was ignored uh, for the first few games, and and Nets Twitter blew up when they when they brought him back. He had a few great games, but yeah, this game it was terrible. And and I think he quite he had quite a. I could be getting this wrong. I'm only remembering. I'm not reading it. That he had quite a few shots as well, and all of them tanked. So, and that yeah. fourth quarter we had we had a lot of ball. It just nothing nothing happened. Uh, so I'm going to get off that game. Uh, we played the Magic, which was great. That was a fantastic game to watch. Our assists in that were 29, which made me so excited about the possibility of. Um, Winning our bet, which we'll also get to later. I haven't looked that up, but 29 assists felt good. Uh, and our biggest lead at that one stage was 34 points. Like it was, we were supposed to beat the Magic. And and as a person who's come from a rugby league team that doesn't matter who, what the odds say that you're likely to lose, it feels so great to go into games where you're supposed to win and you fucking are up 34 points at one stage. And the other team's largest lead was zero. It's just a fantastic game. Uh, like, I do not give a shit about beating up on people. So a lot of Nets fans are like, this is boring. I don't want to watch this. Whereas I fucking had the biggest spoon and was slurping every minute of it. We ended up Lovely. winning 123 to 90, um, a 33 point game in the end. Did you, I mean, our fourth quarter, and that was 29 to 15. It was just that we blew them out in the fourth quarter. Anything that you wanted to add to that? Or are you happy for me to skip on? I, I, I didn't watch that game and I was like doing some research for tonight's pod and it's the shortest highlight clip I've ever seen. It's a, it's a minute 12 and I nearly fell asleep in the minute 12. It was so boring. So I loved it. <laughs> we, I can loved move, it. we can move on. <laughs> uh, and, and then the Pelicans game, we had again another game that we should have won and probably was a touch too close. Um, 
but I was super keen on it because obviously I have Valentina. So it was a it was an interesting balance for me, a ballet, a mind ballet to want to see him take heaps of boards. And I, we love giving up an offensive rebound. So I was happy for him to cop him, but I just wanted to keep winning. At Cambo, Sid tweeted, James Harden looking like Houston Harden, which finally happened in this fucking game. At Chris Plashed, uh, he said, I asked James Harden what a defense is supposed to do when him and Kevin Durant both uh, have it going. And he said, pray. With a fucking loss so fucking much at Flames uh, NBA 21 tweeted back to it saying he's not joking. I mean, Harden said afterwards, I'm just joking, continue, but no one believed him. It was a fantastic thing because say he in that game, I'm one of the greatest parts of that highlight was I said it was kind of close and in the fourth quarter that they outscored us by four, but the um, his one play they did it twice. Where Harden slowly brings it up, he dishes it out to to um, Durant, who doesn't Durant dribble. At the top of the key. Yeah, yeah. he gets yeah. doubled and then gives it back to Harden, and Harden's now emptied, drains a three. It looked like children playing against adults, and they did it twice, and it was so embarrassing. It was so good to watch. Uh, did you get to watch that game? Yeah, I did, and and that was the play that really stood out for me. It was that that so good. Durant Durant on the Durant at the top, like of the left side of the key. He just waits for the double to come because he like burnt them so many times on the on the back down and and turn around and and then dishes out and Harden hits that three to put him up by lazily or whatever it was. Lazily. It was pretty. It was pretty amazing. I think the 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 Pels. The Pels were like all in on that game, and it really. Felt, I think at some point they thought, "Oh shit, we can actually win this game." And so watching the game, it was actually it was quite an exciting game when uh, they got really close. I think you guys are up. You guys are up by twenty points at one point, though. Yeah, like, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then the um, and then if you put in like Ingram into that game who are they missing and you put in Zion into that game. I mean, like that's, that's a totally different game and and maybe the nets are more up for it. I suppose that's the thing that I kind of took away from it. It was like, it's hard to get up for those games when you're playing those guys had lost nine in a row at that point. So. And their big run in the fourth quarter came when we had our like C team on. Um, there's yeah. no, there's no real, like Aldridge wasn't. Often when, when our second squad's on, Aldridge is running the offense and, and most of it comes through him at the moment. But even he wasn't on, yep. like it was just a real. So there, there was a lot of shots that we missed in that bit, which is which is great to see the Pelicans still have the heart and, and move on. Um, but it's disappointing to see that the Nets, when we don't have a name on the court, can't, you know, create an offense. But that's yep. playoffs problem, not my problem. So our run, we've got the Thunder again. It'll be great to see us against Joshy G. I hope we win, but I hope he plays really well. Then we've got the Warriors, which I'm so geeked about. I'm going to talk to them about them in a sec. We've got a couple of games that we should win, but we've got you guys just before um, our next pod. It's on the Sunday, Sunday day, going into this podcast. So that'll be great to play you guys. Is it? No, are you sure it's not? Is That's the Monday, right? Oh, maybe I've doubled. There's t- Sunday. No, I'm no, I'm wrong though. Sorry, I've I've skipped past it. So it's actually the 28th, 28th. of November. It's in two the weeks. 28th, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Okay. I yeah. just forgot. I just assumed we could play so many games that we would squeeze in nine games in the next seven days. But obviously, I've miscounted. Awesome. So the game I definitely want to talk about though is the Warriors because while we skip into anything that's caught your eye in the league, part of it's got to be the fucking Warriors. Steph Curry at the moment. Oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty. Oh, I want. I mean, the thing that caught my eye was these like winning streaks, right? So you got Warriors. Uh, you've got Clippers seven games have won seven in a row. Uh, Warriors seven, Suns seven, uh, Nuggets OKC have have won four, which is pretty crazy. And um, we'll come back. So we'll come back to Warriors. Washington top of the East, like. There's no way anyone would have picked that after a couple mm. of weeks of, of uh, play, and they've been really good. So they're at the top of the East, so it really surprised me. And then the other end of the spectrum, you've got the Hawks who've lost six in a row and looked mm. look no idea what they what's going on over there. We talked uh, about them were, maybe two weeks ago, saying that they at least ago. looked good when they were losing, but they've had now a couple of games where, where I've watched from, like, other than, um, yeah, other than Trey, there's not much doing there at all. Yeah, this, it seems like they're still trying to work out what they're, what they're doing. Mm. Um, so... They were pretty terrible. The Pelicans won today, but they'd lost ten, uh, nine in a row. Uh, so they they won today against um, against Memphis, and then the Rockets we already mentioned have, won, have lost ten in a row. So just these streaks. Um, so that that was pretty amazing. But I mean, coming back to the Warriors, 
it's the must watch. Even if you don't watch the game, you have to watch like the extended highlight of the game because the Warriors are 10 and 10 and one, I think. And the only one game they lost was against Memphis in overtime. Uh, and they are just rolling and it's amazing to watch. It's amazing what everyone is doing on that team. And there's no way I would have picked them to be where they are right now. This so the, season. The, the key thing you said there is a great team to watch. So it's not just that they're winning. The way that they're winning is so fantastic. Yeah. And they, they're the same as the Bulls, where the Bulls are playing really fantastic games um, as well, really high energy, crazy plays. Levine's shooting like crazy. And so they had a game against each other today or yesterday, which I was super, super, super excited about. Uh, and it was close for a lot of it. And then the, the well, I should say for the first half, and then the Warriors just worried the shit out of them. It was crazy. Uh, mm. and, and from it came a fantastic photo um, where taken by Jordan Jimrez, J squared. And it's, it's, um, what's his name? Fuck, I can't even forget his name. Steph Curry shooting a three, looking at the crowd, ball still in the air. Everyone's under the net boxing out, but he's already like pointing at someone celebrating. And he's, yeah. And, and it does splash. Like it's just outrageous. He's incredible. There was a great tweet I then was sent uh, about him highest plus minuses per game in a season since 1996. So that includes Jordan and everyone and everyone since post Jordan. So highest plus minus number one, I'm sorry, I'll start at number six, LeBron James in 2009, he had a plus 10.7, five, Steph Curry, four, Steph Curry, three, Steph Curry, two, Draymond Green playing for the fucking Warriors. And then number one, Steph Curry, like, and it's this current Steph Curry playing at 13.8. That's insane that he could be pulling up numbers like that. Um, I don't have the Twitter account that did that. Fuck, that's annoying. But incredible, incredible stats. Yeah, absolutely. But you can feel it in the game as well. Like when he's on the court, they're 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 invincible. They play emotion that they've held true for sort of all of Steve Kerr's career coaching there, and they play the same way. And there was a there was a point made where they don't necessarily play with the players in mind, they go and get the players that fit into the offense that they have. And mm. so you, you put, you put guys around Steph Curry who know how to play and um, Belitzer and um, uh, Otto Porter that they brought in this year. I mean, those guys are playing great. And then Gary Payton Jr. Uh, Gary Payton, the second mm. um, is a guy that like really should never have been in the league and is now on every highlight reel that you watch. They're just they're just amazing to watch. I mean, I can't and that Wiggins bloke who who and wasn't Wiggins, vaccinated yeah. and then got vaccinated just to come and play and then he's just highlight reel after he's highlight reel. Amazing. And and Wiggins has had a pretty checkered uh history throughout the league of being the guy that is always pretty has always been a great contributor on pretty ordinary teams. So it's nice to see him on this team. And they had so many rumors at the start of the year about they were going to trade for Ben Simmons and all that sort of thing. I mean, the 10 and one, their schedule still, I think we talked about that last week as well. Their schedule's still been pretty light, but the bulls game was a big one. Uh, and they've got a couple of, a couple of tough games coming up. So they got um, us. So I can't wait to see how you that got goes. You guys, yeah. yeah. That should so, be great. Yeah. Cause a lot of, I know a lot of my social media is nets focused, but it seems like a lot of Twitter is about, they want to see a finals between us and, and the Warriors. And so it'd be great to get a little snippet of that. Now that LA just seems to be just toileting even <sighs> harder every single week. You must be thoroughly enjoying it because they just look worse and worse. I know LeBron's now injured and he's had that abdominal thing for over a week now because he's out of my fantasy. But the, um, yeah, they just look terrible. The, the, the other end of the plus minus, which is... Uh, what I always like to look at as well, like who's been the worst on the team. Um, Ru- uh, Russell Westbrook against the Wolves the other day when they got pumped um, was minus 32 in one game, um, which was pretty wow. uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, so uh, that was pretty crazy. Um, and if I was looking at the minus, when I was looking at that, I was looking at for the year, the plus minus, and the minus is like all sort of Orlando, Houston, Pelicans, Detroit players who are right at the top. But strangely enough, Luca is like in the top 10 of minus on plus minus, which blows my mind a little bit, given that they're seven and three or whatever that is. So I, I, I found that tonight. I I need to do a little bit more research on why that is, but that was, that was really surprising. So again, I, I guess the reason I mentioned that is like, we talk about plus minus and we're like, oh, it's really reflective, but Luca is the man that holds the ball 50% of the time on a team who are now seven and three and he's in the top 10 of minuses. So you kind of like, go, Oh, right. It's a, it's a metric, but let's not spend too much time thinking about it. Maybe. 
because yeah. I, I do love it as a metric as well. So. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I just want to talk about, because we've brushed on it a bunch of times, but I want to spend some time, is Grizzlies and Timberwolves. So they played this week. I love Carl oh. Anthony Towns. I love him, and I love him only from 2K. Every time I play, I, I garner so much time and respect from players, particularly centers or, or power forwards, when I play them and I find them really challenging to, to beat. And he's one of the hardest stretch forwards in 2K to try and defend us. Because I'm a center who loves being on the weak side, and then and I've learned all of this from watching highlights and, and learning stuff. So I feel really smart right now, playing on the weak side and then collapsing the defense to come in and help when someone's driving, and that's like pick up so many rebounds that way as well. But he fucked my entire game, like my strategy of game plan, how I think I should be playing as a, a center, because he would pick and roll and then hang out wide. So I'd often leave him and come closer to the thing and then they'd hit him open and he just constantly drained three. So my entire pick and roll defense had to change within the first quarter because he was just so incredible. And so from that, I was just like, this guy's unreal. Then watch that game. He ends up hitting a near half court um, three. He's a huge dude. And he's, you know, it's just incredible. Everyone, bro, everybody else is probably over this stretch threes, but I can't, I can't, I'm still not over it. It was crazy. Uh, almost from half court. Sends him into overtime. I actually don't remember who won that game. I was just so overwhelmed by how that game was playing out. And they've got two of those fantastic rookies in that team. And, and the other great thing about it, sorry, was that at Benchara Rob, who's a guy I know through rugby league, has tweeted, like tweeted me about it, just writing, oh my God, added the, the Bounce of the Ball podcast and at Brooklyn Nets cast because he was also just so excited he wanted to make sure as many people who he knew saw that highlight. Did you get to watch that game and see that highlight? You know, or Carl Anthony Towns? So many things to pick up. I saw the I saw the highlight. I didn't see the game. Uh, it was it was a crazy shot. His celebration afterwards was really awkward to watch. It was like, I don't know. He's just an awkward. I find him awkward to watch. Right, uh, but right. he's he's an amazing guy, and he's really had a he's had a lot of he had a really tough time with COVID. Uh, so of all the players, I think that. Uh, were impacted by COVID. He was the one that his mum died. Uh, Am I remember that? His right? mum died, but Love also it. he also six other members of his family. So he actually lost seven people of his family who oh, right. all died of COVID. And so for him to kind of even come back to the league and to be able to play and to play at the level that he does, I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty amazing. And the T-Wolves have always been the team that I really liked. And I used to have a Wiggins jersey when he was drafted by them. I had a cap. I always really liked the T-Wolves. I hate their bright yellow, pink, uh, sorry, yellow, greeny jerseys. I hate those. Oh, ones, really? Yeah. I oh, like man, because the they're wearing like... them in this game. I fucking love them. The high vis. It's, like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I got a vibe. <laughs> but anyway, he's he. It, that was a pretty amazing highlight. And it was one of those ones where, I don't know if the guy that you were just talking about was watching it, but I felt like it was that, that highlight where you're watching a game and it's like, oh, this game is over. And then that happens and you're like, want to tell everyone about it because something yes. amazing just happened. So yeah. you, you tweet and you message and you're like, oh, someone, someone, is anyone watching? Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. watch it. So that's, what, <laughs> that's what I thought about that, that highlight when I watched it. It was pretty pretty crazy shot though. It was yeah. amazing. Um, and I have a soft spot for both of those teams. Memphis as a place is fantastic. I don't know anything about Minnesota, but uh, the, yeah, Timberwolves, they both have such unusual, they feel like expansion team mascots, Grizzlies and Timberwolves. There's something very charming about the two of them that, that garner a small amount of like pity support, which I'm, I'm, I'm all about. And I think that's also why those jerseys are just so ludicrous that I also kind of <laughs> like, oh, pity support. That's a weird jersey. I like it. Uh, but I can completely see you'd flip a coin on it. Like you could easily come down either way. The uh, the T Wolves are great though at the moment. I mean that their roster. Anthony Edwards had four. He's the rookie from last year. He had forty eight points the other night, and he looked amazing. And uh, I can't. Uh, the I won't. I won't reference it. But there was a great. There was a great tweet where it was like, if Vince Carter had like a son, he would he would jump like Anthony Edwards. I mean the guy. The guy's got mad hops. But uh, yeah, they're they're a great. They're a fun team to watch. And and Grizz, I already talked about because John Morant. Mm. Watching him play against the Suns, even there was one, there was one or two minutes of that game where every shot was him, every rebound was him, every like every pass to an open man was him, and it was just, it was just ridiculous. He just mm. did everything, and and he's twenty two. Like these guys are like these are the guys that you get excited about when when the sort of LeBrons and the Durants are gone. With we're gonna have those amazing guys to watch. So it's awesome. Very active on Twitter as well. All three of those guys you just mentioned, LeBron, Durant, and uh, Ja Morant, all very active on Twitter, which I appreciate. Short, open, Chicago with the lead. Let's get down to uh, fantasy. You claimed 
your, your pessimistic, beautiful self claimed that you were going to lose this week. How did you go? Oh, look at this face. You won. No, I got destroyed. I'm not even <laughs> absolutely destroyed. I, th- I don't, wouldn't have beaten anyone this week in our whole league. I have um, Chris Middleton out with COVID. Uh, I have DeAndre Ayton out with his injury. Uh, Jimmy Butler missed a couple of games. And then um, Damian Lillard is out today. So I've got four oh. outs in my team this week. Uh, I got destroyed by... The guy that should win our league, That's right. uh, Trent, who I've referenced a few times, he's really he was really good. So um, I don't even really want to talk about fantasy this week because it's been really sad. Uh, and I probably I, I, next week's probably not going to be about much better. My <laughs> only saving grace for next week is that um, the guy who I'm playing has Ben Simmons on his roster, so he's on his his reserve, his injured reserve. And then Vuce, he has Vucevic as well, who went out uh, this week too. So he'll he'll be one game down. But if my guys, if I continue to have two or three or four of those guys on the out or the day-to-day, then I know I'm in trouble um, for the rest until some of those come back. It's just the reality of fantasy is that if you have two injured guys, you're stuffed. That's that's right. literally the, the the only thing that um, that really hurts you. If if your league is set up in that, you only have space for one injured reserve. So, yeah, not pretty this week. Um, I'd rather much rather talk about your fantasy. Yeah, so not, your, because... fantasy, not your fantasy, but your fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, it would involve no. But let's not go there. The uh, <laughs> LeBron James being injured though does, I'm sure, you know, me rubbing him down. The um, I'm winning. I can't stop. I can't lose. It's just the greatest team of all time that's ever been assembled, and they. Let's timestamp this right now. <laughs> we might not age well. So currently, I mean, we we've timed the the fantasy dash podcasting off because each week we're not actually 100 percent sure. But I got five games to go. He's got seven. I'm or I'm up by 200 points. Um, I should I should win. My prediction says I'm going to win by 200, so should be fine. Again, big swing, big ding. James Harden, Kevin Durant, uh, Valanciunas again, almost outscored by uh, Andre Drummond, who was just incredible in the paint. And and his average for the week before was next to nothing, and then this week, r- ridiculous. So up until last week, he was getting he had a he had a 13 point game, a 30 point game, and then a five point fantasy game. And then this week, 50, 50, 30, 40. So he just exploded this week. It was beautiful to watch. Um, so so that's all with uh, um, Embiid has COVID. So um, right, right. he's taken all his minutes. Uh, and so you'll, you've probably got him for another seven or eight days where he's going to be crazy like that. So it's a, it's a really nice one and really nice backup, especially because Embiid most of the time misses a few games with injury, et cetera, through the year. So, yeah, a really nice one for you to have on the on the books. And Cole Anthony, who um, you guys gave me a shout-out, is now rostered by 88% of my league, and it would have been like 20 or 30 when I first jumped on. He also had a pretty good week um, pulling up ooh, 60, which is much better than what he'd been doing uh, previous to that so he's also i think you mm-hmm. predicted that that was going to happen he, he was having oh he's a guy i think you're saying would go up and down where he had 30 30 20 50 20 40 um you know so he's, he's exactly as you predicted is what's happening so it's been fantastic lebron's still injured and i had that stitch up that i brought up last week with mikhail bridges who i'm trading uh for thing but the thing that i really like about it when i get old mate who's, who've already forgotten because I've already mentally traded him. Is that I now get to play with that spot? That's what I'm now going to try and do each week is, is find someone that I like. I, yeah. And, and try and, you know, constantly trade that one spot over and over again to, to enjoy this fantasy game a bit more. I was a bit nervous about doing it because I wasn't losing. So I kept thinking, you know, don't touch it until you start losing, then fuck around with it. But now I have an excuse to, to fuck around with it a bit. So that'll be great. So the bad, the bad news is, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm breaking news for you here that Michael oh, no. Porter Jr. who you traded for is injured. Yeah, no, no, that's the guy. Yeah, oh, so now I get to, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. He had a back problem. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That position now, I can just always sub in. Sub oh, you're out. just going to roll it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. I wasn't no. sure if you were aware of that. No, 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 no. All right. No, it, the, okay. the thing went through. The thing went through. And uh, <laughs> and it was and, the next day. Yeah, was... <laughs> and he messaged me going, I'm so sorry, man. And I was just like, well, what are you doing? That's fantasy as well. No, yeah. that's what happens. Ride and die. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. 
unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's tees. So each week we come in with a bet. Uh, the expert flexes on the rookie. We are currently, I think, two and two. We have a long-running monthly bet uh, with your moustache. You've got to try and get over $2,014 for your uh, charity through Movember. But we did have a week-to-week one where I was suggesting that my greatest assister this week would be greater than your greatest assister uh, from any game. It had to be Suns and Nets. What happened? Uh, so we had a tie. Ooh, shit. Didn't think that could happen. So Harden, Harden had uh, Chris Paul had twelve assists in one game, and Harden had twelve assists in one game. So if we go to the the tiebreaker, always is a countback. Uh, so next for you was eleven, and none of us had uh, none of the Suns players had double other other Suns players had double digits. So I'm Harden just... had 12, 12 assists and eleven assists. So I'm going to give you that one. I, I cannot tell you how relieved I am. And it just reminds me, every time we do things like this, it reminds me how competitive I am because I was genuinely nervous. And you said count back. I was like, fuck, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So James Harden, huh? who would have thought? I didn't know he was any good. Is he um, is he a good player? Is he? That's great. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Depending if you need someone to defend or not. Just, but, uh, oh, shut up. <laughs> and, uh, no, so, so, so you go up 3-2. Uh, we'll give you that one. Um, oh, what are we going to do I- next week? Well, I think given that we did assist this week yep. and Chris Paul was the leading assist, still is the leading assist uh, assist leader for the league. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to trash talk about this. I know. As well. like, I know. <laughs> uh, so let's do, let's do points because uh, Durant is the leading points man for the year. So we'll do points. So in, in theory, you sh- I should have won last week. Okay, I didn't. Okay. You should have won this week. So we'll go points. Um, so the most points in a game. Okay. Uh, and we'll we'll see how that rolls. Um, so the, yeah, that's the bet for this week. And just I'm happy for that. Let's let's sign that off. I just want to double check now that I have it in front of me. We're playing OKC. You probably, I mean, we were. It's interesting thinking about strategy because it's not about what's a low hanging fruit team um, because you might have less minutes. If we're destroying, say, the Magic again or the Cavs, you'll get less minutes. So against the Warriors, we might lean on him really hard to try and get us through that. So there's a good chance that he ends up making more points against the Warriors than. The shitty teams. Do you have your, or, or what do you think about that strategy or that theory? Uh, I think that Warriors game is going to go ballistic, man. Okay, he's going to be on a mission to, to show the Warriors that he was the man when he was there. So I think that's going to be an amazing game to watch, regardless of of the bet. So I think, to your point, I agree that you'll get those games where you blow out teams and he'll sit or he won't score many points. But I think that game particularly is the big one for you. Um, for me, I've got that Houston and T-Wolves games in theory, they should be blowouts, but um, Booker against the Mavs is, is the one that I'm going to kind of hang my hat on and hope that he, he has a few, he has a big, big game against one of those, um, which he has before. So that's, that's my hope with that. And I like this. I feel like in, in you know a couple of months' time when we're on the, scraping the barrel, the, the bottom of the barrel for bets, it'll come down to this. Like you got to pick a player in a game against your player in a game. I think that'd be a great way yeah. to do it. On Miller, McKee gets it in the middle for the win. It's- now it's uh, I've turned up late and I have some questions. I don't know enough about the NBA. I try desperately every day to to imbibe some more information, but I do have a thousand questions and they're pretty wide ranging this week. Uh, at Willow Mason, he said, the heat got soundly better tonight. It happens. What Jokic did should never happen. It's just stupid. Not much else to say. Now, this happened so long ago. Again, it feels like it happened last season, but amazingly, it happened since the last time recorded. Uh, run us through what that person's talking about. So the Denver-Miami game uh, was was basically over. Um, the game was, was kind of done. And... Uh, Bam Adebayo, who plays for the Heat, went up for a shot and and um, Jokic kind of, I guess, muscled him out of the way to take the rebound and was running down court with the ball. And um, Mor- one of the Morris brothers who have, who are known for, for being a little dirty, I'm not going to lie, uh, they are the dirtiest players in the league, uh, came in and just cheap-shotted Jokic. And Jokic uh, didn't take very kindly to it. And, and uh, as Morris... Walked away, Jokic went out and dropped his shoulder and put the guy on the floor. 
and I was watching this game live. It was pretty, it was a pretty amazing. It was that moment where I was like texting everyone and tweeting, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, who was watching this? Because he was, it was the, it was the roughest play I've seen in the league in like 20 years. Mm. And it was, it was full on. Uh, but anyone who watched, as I said, anyone who's watched the league knows that the Morris players have done this to everyone right. for years and years and years. So to see someone just go and wail one of them was actually like, it was so deserving. It was right. absolutely deserving. And it was, um, it was, it was just one of those things where we, we, I couldn't, I couldn't find a reason not to support Jokic in this one. Uh, the, the, the other side story to all this is like, there was this uh, melee and everyone's yelling and people got thrown out and suspended and whatever else. But then um, the Jokic brothers who are from Serbia and are known as like pretty hardcore dudes uh started calling each other uh, opened a twitter account and started calling out the morris brothers on twitter and they're all gonna you know talk it all up and so there's a denver miami game in a couple of weeks and the Jokic brothers already have their tickets man so it's gonna be it's gonna be on <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah but look i i don't condone the violence of it but it was just it was one cheap shot for another and uh it's it's been years years coming and anyone who's watched dallas and what those guys did to luca and the way they played played against him and they were just so dirty and and within the rules but dirty plays where you mm. just like it's just not how you play basketball so i was quite happy to see one of them get nailed um yeah so we'll see what happens from there so anyone who who didn't see it and 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 wants to kind of visualize it bam gets possibly um fouled but no, nothing that, yes. that james harden would get and then while Jokic is trying to pass uh has his hands above his head and is passing over his head and that that what's his name willis no Morris. Morris um, hits him, shoulders him in the ribs under his arms while he's trying to pass it. And now there's no way he's trying to steal the ball. There's, there's no way he's doing anything other than trying to body check the bloke, uh, which doesn't look horrible, but the, it looks stupid. And then stupidly, Morris, knowing that he's cheap-shotted a guy, turns away, which I felt was even more disrespectful um, than what he did. If you're going to hit a bloke or deliberately foul a bloke or do whatever, body check a guy, and then to turn your back on him to be like, I don't care what your response is. You you should have no response, and I don't care what it is. If you get then hit in the back or pushed in the back, that's entirely you've made a choice to put your back there. You know what I mean? If if had nothing had happened and he'd been hit in the back, I agree. That's a cat. You shouldn't cheap shot people like that. Yada yada yada. It's not a cheap shot if you push a bloke and then turn around and then you get pushed in the back. That's that's not a cheap shot. You've instigated violence and then you've copped it from whichever stance you stood. Um, he absolutely copped it. It wasn't. It was probably disproportionate in that, in that Jokic got hit under the ribs and then and then Morris got floored um, with an incredible shoulder in between the shoulder blades. But I think the shock was what left him on the floor. Where he got up and walked himself off. He just stayed down there for a long time because he just didn't anticipate. He plays basketball. He doesn't anticipate to be put on the floor. And then when he was down there, been, I think he was embarrassed as well. I think there was well, a lot going I, on. I think you touched on it there, where. The, they've been doing those cheap shots forever and no one's retaliated. And that was really, I think, the shock of it, right? It was one of, the, it's what they call a take foul, right? So that at the end of the game, yes, to yeah. stop a fast break or whatever, they take they take a foul because they yep. know they can, but the way he did it. And it, I mean, Jokic is the MVP last year. And I think Jokic just got like pissed that no one respects him anyway. And just like, why are the guys? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot and in it. And he gave zeros. He stood there like staring at him. Everyone pulled him away. He didn't try and wrestle or pretend or talk. He just stared at the bloke on the ground, which was also kind of cold, um, you know, and terrifying and, and probably the best response if you want to try and chill, like scare people. And his brothers, I'm not sure if you saw the footage of his brothers in the stands who just happened to both be there and just happened to be terrifying, um, was, was screaming at the man's lifeless body on the floor, screaming in Serbian about like, you know, wishing his soul to never return and things like that. It was just... It was an absolute time. It was it was brilliant entertainment. And if the NBA, I don't, I think the NBA suspended them both for a, a day, or I don't, I don't know. It, it felt inconsequential, which was great. There needed to be some kind of re, recourse, but then it really shouldn't have affected anything. Um, my other question, on top of all of that, is because because Twitter loved it and blew up deluxe at Spawn Horm H O U R M. Um, he said, hearing a lot of players getting called fake tough guys. So who are some of the legit tough guys in the NBA? And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I've got absolutely zero ideas really about it. I know the guys from um, the All the Smoke podcast seem like legit, scary, tough guys in the in the day. That Jackson bloke seems legit. 
But other than that, and, and Jokic now seems mildly legit. Have you got any other ones that jump to mind? Well, I think Jimmy Butler in that who is plays for the Heat, and he was mm. fine. He was actually suspended because he lost his lost his mind. And he's known as a as a pretty tough dude outside of basketball. Uh, the story with him is he like grew up on the streets. He fought his way through. He slept in. He lived in a car. Like he's 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 lived a pretty tough life, and so he's legit tough from what I understand. But I don't know if there's. Uh, it's like no one comes to mind for me right. where you're like, oh, that guy like is is a legit tough guy because it, it's been that's been taken out of the league for a long time. Whereas right. like when we were growing up, like Anthony Mason who played for the Knicks and like those guys, the Knicks guys, like they were tough, man. They would like beat the shit out of people and like hurt people. And uh, whereas that that kind of way it's been taken out, I think Draymond Green's pretty pretty tough place for the Warriors. Um, I think he's one of the tough guys, but I don't know whether that's just, yeah, perception of, of how he is yeah. and how he talks and things like that. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be able to call someone out. I think. I also learned a phrase about that life, which, uh, which I now know is about being like living a thug gangster violent life. He's about that life. Uh, so thanks for that Twitter. Uh, now the next thing I wanted to know is who is Penny Saver and why, what has she done this week? I know it's pronounced Sava, but there's no fucking way in an episode where we're not making up people's names that I'm not going to talk about Penny Saver and and Penny Saver. Yeah, That's I Penny love S- it. I love it. Penny Saver. I wish. I wish. Uh, what has she done I this week? It was, I wish there was something funny to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Penny is the wife of Robert Sava, who's the son's owner, who is being investigated for the seven thousand word article that was written by ESPN about the things and that he's done and the way that he's run the Suns uh, with his all these isms, his racism, sexism, etc. Uh, she, in the middle of an investigation, uh, decided that she would reach out on Instagram to some of the employees who were quoted in the article and give her side of it. And I'll read one of the, just to give people context, but one of the messages says, please put your hatred aside and realize the hurt you are causing by spreading lies. Um, is your time is your time in the spotlight that important if something happens to one of my children i will hold you and earl watson personally responsible (laughs) think about your own child for a second and imagine the tables turned i mean that's that is that is as threatening as it gets but um she was quoted as saying i just wanted to clear the air um i wasn't being intimidating i just wanted to make sure that i was able to uh, have my say on these things Mm. absolutely disgusting and from everything that we've read it's exactly in the wheelhouse of how, how these two would see themselves as above the law, above society. They plenty of money. They can buy their way out of everything. They have bought their way out of everything, obviously. And now she's, she's out there. That was one of two messages uh, that had been sent. And the league is obviously going to continue to investigate that, but um, you know, talk about toxic and hostile work environments. I mean, and then, and then the, and then the wife's boss sends you a, direct message on instagram come on like that's the entitlement level oh insane entitlement that like it's important that i'm heard and that you think about my family and that my child is more important than whatever sexist racism shit my husband's done like it's outrageous to think that that she would honestly believe and to this and to her core even explain to her um she would still be like no i'm i cannot see your point i'm more valuable like in the crux of it, me and my family are more important and and I will defend or whatever, you know, what it was stupid word she'll use to say that, you know, her family is her entire priority and so fuck everyone else. And, and uh, yeah, she'll intimidate or be rude or, I mean, uh, these aren't alleged. His, his accusations are still alleged, but now her like running at people in direct messages, outrageous. Um, Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, Charles Barkley was interviewed about it or he, spoke about it and he just he was you know first to say this is just not on like not acceptable at all uh and oh, it's just such a bad look for the league the, the team and i'd be very surprised if adam silver doesn't come out and say something about it very soon so it's just disgusting and uh, now someone who does come out publicly Jay, uh, charles barkley who i love to death hates twitter um and to tie all these things together someone who loves twitter and talks out publicly against shit is lebron james at USA Today tweeted, Kyle Rittenhouse broke down in tears at his murder trial while on the witness stand as he described the events of August 25th, 2020 in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, I'm sure you, most people would have seen that footage of that guy, what appeared to be upset. 
And at King James quote tweeted, uh, what tears? I didn't see one. Man, knock it off. The boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court. I love that he gave like a, a, a way that he cheated through like this is cool. The, um, but he often stands up for, you know, he, he was huge in that um, Black Lives Matter movement and, and things like that. He's the guy who copped the just shut up and dribble quote, you know, five or 10 years ago, how long ago it was. So he's been a real great person at, at having a stance about something, whether you believe it or not, but he's, he's an excellent advocate or really, this is still rather polite. He didn't, he didn't, he's very rarely using his platform to make people feel shit or swear at them or, or say, let's go and get him like incite anything. He's trying to really tell a joke while also trying to say, this guy is, is t- taking the piss. My understanding of the story is shit's happening in Wisconsin because of another um, killing by of an African-American by a police officer. And during that time, Kyle has a AK-47, some kind of automatic assault rifle. And in his, in his perspective, he thinks he's defending himself. And, and in that time kills three people um, during that time. I, I'm, I'm not as sure of their ethnicity. I'm presuming they're black um, because it's fucking America. It's, it's, it, it's, a cra- it's a crazy story. I mean, it's even, it's even more crazy than that because he drove across state lines he oh, live in Wisconsin. I didn't know that. So he t- he was 17. He took his his AR15 uh from Illinois, drove into Wisconsin, uh, because he wanted to protect the businesses from the Black Black Lives Matter uh movement. Mm. Uh, but this was after the city where uh, the city was in you know turmoil because Jacob Blake, who was the guy who was I don't think he was killed. I think he was paralyzed from by a police, a white police officer. And so okay. that was like kind of what started mm. some of that movement. Um, but this case is just crazy. Everyone thought it was a no-brainer. I mean, he went in and you started shooting people for like no reason. And now they're saying, well, he wasn't, he wasn't of sound mind and he has bipolar and he's depressed and all this sort of stuff. And um, the judge in it, this is the crazy pit. The judge um, made a ruling before the, the case started. I know we're getting into politics and no, legal matters here, but but um, there was a ruling um, against using the term victim of the people that he killed. They weren't allowed to use the prosecution wasn't allowed to use the word victim because and they had to use the word arsonists or looters uh, to to like uh, explain what these people were doing. They weren't victims. They were actually out on the street uh, being looters. And so okay. the case, I think the case at some point will have to go to sort of mistrial. I mean, it's it, like, if you read the notes, it's just absolutely mental. So it's a big case in the NBA news because it, the, what you talked about where LeBron and, and a lot of players were leading the, the movement for black life matters. Uh, it's a crazy, crazy story. Um, but LeBron has never really shied away from that stuff. And I think even more so since The Last Dance came out and it talks a lot about how Jordan avoided talking about this mm. stuff, right? He he never mm. took a line. He just went with the flow. And I think LeBron is, I, I mean, pure coincidence, whatever you want to call it, the world kind of all happened at the same time where we had Black Lives Matter and, and uh, The Last Dance came out at about the same time with COVID and everything that was going on in the world. And LeBron just said, okay, I'm going to use my platform as and to, to try and create change. And he doesn't really shy away from it. He's very deliberate uh, on what he talks about. And I would say that everything goes through a PR company and a PR person and whatever, but he's not, he's not afraid. And I think if you don't like him, you don't have to like him, but uh, he's, he's not scared of saying it how it is. And I think that's, that's what we want from, these guys are role models, right? Like, yeah, they're, they're not out there to incite violence. They're just trying to bring awareness to, to things that, you know, we need to know about this case. I mean, I wouldn't know about this case if he, if he wasn't talking about it. And it's, exactly it's, right. it's just bloody ridiculous. Mm. Anyway, so anyway, yeah, that's my, at, that's my take on it. At Bulls got next, um, who is a big James Harden fan. He tweeted, one thing I respect about Bron, which is exactly what you were saying, by the way. He doesn't give a fuck about the potential backlash you'll get for speaking his mind. Now, you might suggest that he it was somewhat calculated, but he, there is always going to be a backlash about speaking Has his mind. Mm-hmm. MJ is famous for saying that conservatives buy um, Nikes too or, or buy um, shoes too. So, so that, you know, he, as much as MJ was calculated, uh, you know, at least LeBron does take risks and, and it must be about things he, 
most of them or some of them have got to be about things he believes in. The thing that I found most disgusting after reading or finding out more about the story, which I vaguely remember at the time, because I watch a lot of um, John Oliver's This Week Tonight, mm. but but the um, the most disgusting thing I found out after re-remembering this was at Russ Takeover tweeted, it's crazy how many LeBron haters are straight up racists. And I don't know if you saw the comments um, to this blue tick, the, the one that LeBron put out. I only saw it because of a uh, a um, comedy, I don't know, what, what are the satire Twitter account that's called The Bull Sacks or something stupid like that. And they just quote, they just screenshotted a, like what felt like a thousand. I stopped reading after a while because I started to feel sick. It was endless amounts of racist quote uh, responses to that, which were just disgusting. And, and I often know about the problems that Australia has um, with its Indigenous Australians, and, and there are some disgusting things said to our, particularly our Indigenous sports players. And, and it might be just as bad as this, but this felt so fucking public. Like, often I hear about direct messages sent to Latrell Mitchell or, or other Aboriginal players. It's very rarely this public, because when they are public, they get taken down because people report them immediately and hate and shout those people down, and, and they get publicly scrutinised. Whereas this felt like there was so many, it would be near impossible to report all of those or... It, or there's just such a deluge that it had to be such a large part of the community. It was it was over, it was scary and overwhelming that that was the major response to this. It's um it's um, welcome to America. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's okay to scream and say whatever you want to say to whoever doesn't agree with your opinion. You know, black, white, green, whatever. Like it, mm. it just uh there's and there's no there's no recourse for it because it's okay to, to say whatever you think um it's a scary it's a scary time in the world i think we're we're quite lucky living here that uh i say lucky in that we don't have to deal with that front front and center but i mean lucky that if someone does say that you feel very okay to call them out on it and and call out the behavior whereas over there it's um it'd be tough to do uh so yeah, it's, it's a scary time, mate. And we say that knowing fully well that we are, you know, middle-aged, upper middle-class white men who haven't to, yeah, had to absolutely. do with anything in our entire lives other than absolutely. You know, yeah. So uh, now, so I just wanted to talk about one lovely thing about LeBron then to kind of celebrate that is at is LBJ the goat tweeted is the real goat deb- oh, this is the real goat debate who have you got 2013 Heat LeBron or 2018 Cavs LeBron? Now I vaguely know these two LeBrons one. I know is with Dwayne Wade and and is it Chris Bosch? Bosch. Yep. Oh, nailed it. Winning winner a ring then. I don't know if 2013 is the first time he wins it with the Heat or and then the 2018 one I'm assuming is the one where they went against the Cavs and were down 3-1 and ended up winning everything. I can't I can't be sure about that either. I'm assuming no, so oh. uh I'm gonna I'm gonna say that 18 they didn't, they got beat okay. uh, by the the Durant Warriors. That was the Warriors with oh, okay. Durant. I could be wrong on that. So should 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 have checked that before but um i think if you look at 2013 i don't think anyone's ever had a season like that he won the mvp unanimously he was the he was second in defensive player of the year uh and he was just like off the chart amazing but also i don't think i really appreciated that season because he had Dwayne wade <laughs> and chris boss with him right like right, it was right. he was amazing but he still had an amazing supporting cast and they were really the first time that you had a big three, uh, I guess the first time where you had a uh, big three that came together, that put themselves together and made themselves that big three, as opposed to like the Boston big three that had happened through trades and whatever. Uh, so I say that he was amazing. He was younger. He was more athletic, but I think in, for me, 2018, he was better, particularly for the playoffs. He was amazing in that playoffs. He carried more of the load. He was a much more skilled player in, and his jump shot was better and he just the evolution of a player. And I think if you look at what version I'd take, I'd take 2018 now over 13 because 18 will help you win a championship as right, opposed right, to right. 13. 13, yeah. probably, you probably win anyway, but 18 helps you um, bring other people along, bring your rookies along. And, and I think that was a better version, but I, they're both amazing seasons. And um, I, I did some research before we, we, we talked about this one tonight and there's like massive debates on this. Uh, so it's quite interesting to read. So I kind of had to go back through my own uh, memories and look at some highlights and stuff and just remind myself of what he was like. But there was some yeah, amazing moments in both seasons for sure. 
So it's, it's a good whoever tweeted that the is LBG the goat they're, they're the best two years. Is that often the two years that come up about his peaks? Two thousand and nine was the other one oh, uh, right. where he took it where he took a team uh, that was like a, a, like a team that should never have been in, in the finals uh, and uh, took them to the finals um, and that was that was uh, that was an amazing season. So um, for me, that's the one that that sticks out because it was just like such a crappy crappy team. Um, they won, they had the best record in the league, I think, um, for for that year. Yeah, right. And they got they got. Oh, I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna say this wrong. Someone's gonna. Someone's gonna correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure that's the the year they went to the finals and they lost. They lost pretty comprehensively in the finals. But the team they had was so terrible. Um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was amazing. So yeah, yeah, great. Uh, and have you? I mean, is he the most popular card then for your thing? Is he still? I know he's the most popular jersey still. So for cards, is he still, or is it more rare cards? What's his? What's the vibe there? Um, no, he's pretty, he's still immensely popular. A lot of people collect LeBron. Um, I think the only thing that's bigger than LeBron is like the current crop of rookies, as in people, if you're looking at like this year, what'll be the hottest cards? It'll be like the rookie cards for, for Mobley and Cunningham and those guys, but LeBron's always there in the background. And, and if you were making an investment, like which some people are doing with the cards at the moment, um, that's the one that the, the LeBron cards are the ones that you can't really miss on um even though there's so many of them now it's crazy yeah but right. like a lebron auto or whatever so yeah and what else is happening in that wonderful world um not a whole lot this week it's um lots it's busy as in there's a lot of people buying cards which is good um everyone's kind of into the hobby which is great um there's a lot of new product coming out there's seven new products coming out in the next month wow. which are for last season so i'm going to continue on my rant about panini mm. trying to make more money uh so they're coming out with that um, you'll love this one. So today um, we have breakers. I don't know if we've talked about this before or if it's a concept you're familiar with. These guys buy boxes up and then what they do is they sell spots in them and they break them live on YouTube and you buy slots in them, right? So, oh, so um, you buy like slot three and whatever the third card is in that pack. Oh, that's yeah. Sick. Or, or it might be your team, right? You can have, they have pick your team ones. So today... Uh, one, I supply some of these, some of my cards go to these guys, breakers, and I have deals with them and whatever. So one of the breakers that I've dealt with, we, we don't do, I don't buy cards, they don't buy cards from me, but we've, we've talked on video and stuff and I, and I helped the guys when they started out, they were doing their hundredth break. So I decided to go in it for the Phoenix Suns. So I bought the Suns, which cost me you know, $80 um, to buy into the break. And um, as hold on, hold on, break- hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, okay. Whoa. So you you buy eighty dollars to have any Phoenix Suns player that comes out, and there's a chance that no Phoenix Suns player comes out. Yep. Oh yeah, shit! It's a, or it's, a, it's a pure gamble. Yeah, it's a pure gamble. I fucking love this. This is like pokies, but you get something. Okay, yeah. This right. is this is, and so this is where this is actually what started a lot of the spike. So uh, in the, in the card business is these breakers. So if you want to if you want to buy cards and you can't afford to buy a thousand dollar box, you can buy Phoenix in a box and hope that. A Phoenix card comes out, and so you you get you get wow, it. But, wow! Uh, so it's a it's a it's a an economy in itself. Fantastic uh, business that, idea! Wow! It, yeah, it's pretty amazing. But you've got to differentiate yourself because everyone has the same sort of stuff. Everyone okay. has the same product. Everyone has the same yeah. thing. So you've got to be very professional about it. And it's all live stream. So I was sitting at the. So I bought into this break, um, and I had a good feeling about it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. You're a pessimist, so this to, is good for you. Yeah. I, I was supposed to be at home, um, but the kids want to go to the park. So I took the kids to the park and I was sitting there watching Instagram TV while the kids were at the park. Um, Amazing. But uh, so they opened, they had a ball, right? So one of the, instead of just cards today, they had um, as part of that, I got a nice Booker card, which I was happy with. And that pretty much paid for itself. Well, so about the ball. What do you mean? What's the ball? So they, I'm going to get to that. So oh, sorry, I sorry, got sorry. the Booker card and I got a couple of other cards and then they had a ball. And so it's a, it's a signed ball um, and it can be of like, any player uh, and they buy they buy the ball in and then um, whatever player it is that team you get right and so they unwrap the ball and it's a phoenix player so i get no. the ball so i'm like awesome do you know who it was your smirky man bridges mate <gasps> wow kale That's bridges so, so great so i've got a mikhail bridges ball coming my way i don't know Shit. what i'm gonna do with it my wife paid 80 dollars for this yeah, but like it's—I mean, it's pure luck. Could have been any player, right? Like how I don't even know how many players are in the in the mix. But um, wow. so yeah, so it's pretty fun. So um, yeah, that was that was a good 
good way to finish uh, finish the evening um, earlier. So yeah, so I've got a ball coming my way. Did um, you get any ones that you personally collect? Did you get any PCs? Yeah, so Booker, I got a nice Booker card, which was oh, so he's one of your two. PCs. Okay. Yeah, so he's number two, number number to fifty. So yeah, that's our third. That's our third player that we now know about. Out of I think it was eight or ten. Yeah. We said your favorite one. You said your favorite Kevin one, Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. And then you told yeah. us, uh, you just told us uh, Booker Nash. then. Oh, Nash. Steve Nash. Yeah. And Booker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyone so, keeping um, track at home? There you go. Right <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that was pretty fun. But anyway, um, yeah. So more card stuff coming. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Should we give them a shout? What's their, what's their thing? How, how do people find them? Uh, card, card Bros. B-R-O-S um, underscore because someone else is already card bros in the US. So they're oh. card bros underscore just, oh, to, just to mess with you. It's yeah. on Instagram. So if you're looking at getting into it, those guys, they're in Queensland. They're two brothers. They're good. They're good guys. So okay, yeah, great. call them out. Yep. I sincerely hope card bros underscore if you're listening, your Twitter handles the same as your Instagram because that's going to shit me if it isn't. We found our way to the end of another ep. For all you legends out there who listen the whole way through, thank you. We hope you get clean, glass, open looks. Cardi B, it's been an absolute pleasure to spend time with you, sir. Always a pleasure. A favourite thing to do on a Sunday, mate. Uh, also, shout out to Backyard, who I know listens all the way through, and he messages us every Monday thanking us. So thank you, sir. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials, like at Brooklyn Netcast, and we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. Sports Best Friends is hosted by me, Big T, and co-hosted by Ben Charlton. Music by Love Drunk Hearts, edited by Big T. We are brought to you by Cards from the Bench, and we are part of the Brooklyn Netcast Media family. Speaking of, uh, I, I'm, I deliberately try not to check on the, net, uh, the Suns, but the uh, Nets, whoosh, they just fucking rule. It's so great to follow them. Anyway, we're going to anything else you want to talk about before we get there? <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs>